Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Thank you for the opportunity to live out that song. <laughs> we can't do it without him. I'm gonna I'm gonna just allow you to stay seated, but for just a few moments I wanted to speak from just from my heart and, and what I feel like is the heartbeat of God in this hour. I, I I got to thinking last night that the majority of the time that I preach or speak, it all sort of kind of runs together and seems like I'm saying the same things over and over and over. But whether it's God dealing with me or dealing with someone, I want to be obedient to that. And I un- unapologetically say that you won't hear anything different today than what you've already heard probably even in this service. And so for the next few moments, I just want to speak to you from a subject that's very simple, more, more. How much are you willing to give? More. In a world that possesses less and less of God and pursues less and less of God, they need more and we need more. The simple fact is this, we we cannot, as a church or even as a people, we cannot possess more without giving more. So Matthew 25 and 14, and this is why I have you seated, it's quite lengthy, but they should have that on the screen. Matthew 25, 14 through 30. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged it in the earth and hid his Lord's money. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I'll make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou in to the joy of the Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Then he which had received the one came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed, and I was afraid, and I went and hid thy talent in the earth. 
Lo, there thou hast, that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant. How quickly that changed. Thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not and gathered where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at thy, my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto, for unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance, but from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath, and cast, and, and cast you the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And so it's, it's clear to see that this is a parable of the kingdom of God, and Jesus is telling his disciples, this is how the kingdom is supposed to work. I give you, and you take, and you give to others. You see, it's clear to see that God intends to have return on his investments. There are serious consequences to sitting on what you have and keeping it for yourself. Let me just pause here and say this. Whoever you are, under the sound of my voice, no matter what your calling or what your talent or what your ability may be, know this, it comes from God. It is your gifting and your talent from him But it was never meant for you. It was never meant to bless you only. And it was never meant to make you feel good. You see, the gospel was never intended to be a part of some secret sect or society or an inclusive club. It was intended to be noised abroad. It was intended to be shed abroad. And it was intended to be poured out. It was never, ever intended to be frugally spent or daintily announced. It was and is right now intended to be freely given and boldly proclaimed. The outpouring of the Holy Ghost always followed proclamation and prayer. There was always something spent. There was always something given. Healing, miracles, Signs and wonders should follow believers wherever they go and they should be followed by the word. They should follow the word rather. We know this because in Mark 16 and 15 through 20, this is the great commission. This is our mandate. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. You see, it wasn't supposed to be used in a way that they chose who it went to. It wasn't used to be given to who they felt like it should be given to. He said, go ye therefore into all the world and preach to every creature. He said, These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. You see, it's not an if, and it's not a maybe. 
it's a shall, but it can't stop right there because that's usually where we stop reading because the word goes on to say they obeyed that. They went after the Lord had spoken unto them. He was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. Can I tell you today that we don't have to be afraid to speak the word? Can I tell you that we don't have to move with halted step and measurement of step to wonder if it's going to work or not? No, he didn't say that. He said, just go and just preach, and I'll be there with you, and I'll confirm my word. You see, God is willing right here and right now to confirm his word. He stands in an already ready position to give. And so with that, we must develop a spirit of more. We must develop a thirst for more. And we must desire more. But I'm not speaking necessarily of receiving more. (laughs) I'm talking about willing to give more. You see, much of the church world has adopted this, this, this weird mentality of if. You see, they say to God, if, if you do this, then I will do this. If you do X, then I will do Y. But God is saying to his people, if you want X, if you want X, then you have to give Y. Man is saying, if you provide the fire, then I'll provide the sacrifice. But God is saying, if you'll just provide the sacrifice, then I will be there most assuredly to provide the fire. And so I say this all the time, and I say it unapologetically. It is not time to move with halted step. It is time to go the distance for God. It's time to sacrifice more. It's time to give more. It's time to be more. It's time to believe this more than we have ever believed it before. And it's time to invest more than we have ever invested before. Whether that be time, whether that be resources, or our talent. It's time to live more inside the boundary than we ever have. It arrests me to see, and I'm not perfect, but it arrests me to see how close people can see that they can get to the line without getting struck. And when they don't get struck by lightning, well, we'll just move a little bit further and a little bit further and a little bit further until you're outside the gate and you're there with the enemy and he's got you underneath his, your fifth rib and there's nothing you can do about it. I don't say this as being high and lofty and lifted up, but I was in my prayer closet the other day, and I said, God, I don't want to ever walk away from this. I have made it to the city of refuge. I have made it to where he is, and I want to stay right downtown. I don't want to move to the city limits, but I want to be right downtown.
No more riding the fence. No more getting close enough to the line. No, I want to end well. I want to do like the song says. What do you want him to say? I want him to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I want to be like Paul where he said, for I I am now ready to be offered. And the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not me only, but unto all that also love his appearing. You see, Paul did not say this after living a life that was half in and half out. But he could say at the end of his journey, I gave it all that I had. You see, Paul understood that he was not just saved out of a life destined for hell to spend his days in a lackluster state. He understood that he was not spared just for the sake of being spared, but gladly he gave up everything for the sake of the gospel. He understood and he proudly proclaimed it. 1 Corinthians 9 and 19 through 23, and I'm reading this from the message. Even though I am free of the demands and expectations of everyone, I have voluntarily become a servant to any and all in order to reach a wide range of people. Religious, non-religious, meticulous, moralists, loose-living, immoralists, the defeated, the demoralized, whoever. I didn't take on their way of life. I kept my bearings in Christ. But I entered their world and tried to experience things from their point of view. I've become just about every sort of servant there is in my attempts to lead those I meet into a God-saved life. I did all of this because of the message, because of the gospel. I didn't just want to talk about it. I wanted to be in on it. You see, knowledge is not enough to get this gospel to the world. We can know all day long what to do is right, but until we do it, it's never going to come into fruition you see, we're not, we're not able to possess what we are not willing to pursue. We will never possess what we are not willing to go after. A man named Terry Black, he is a part of our organization, said this one time, everyone that God has saved, he has saved for ministry. The question is, in what capacity? And so everyone under the sound of my voice, has been called to ministry. It's up to you and God to figure out in what capacity. But know nonetheless that you have been called and you have been given what you have for a reason. And so the question remains, how much are you willing to give? How far are you willing to go? How much are you willing to love to fulfill the mandate that so heavily rests on your life today. And I want to close with this if our musicians will get ready. Nigel and Karen Farrow had just welcomed their first child into the world.
plan was to raise their new family in the South Australian state where they had grown up. Upon arriving in their new home, they received a call from their doctor telling them there was a problem. On the other end of the line was a very was every patient parent's worst nightmare. Their 10-week-old daughter had been diagnosed with cystic fibrosis. Dr. Farrow says immediately the world as we knew it was gone. It was ripped out from under us. Within days of the devastating news, Ella's lungs had collapsed, and she was rushed to intensive care. It was all getting too hard, all very quickly, he recalled. We didn't know if she was going to make it, and if she did, we didn't know what kind of life she was going to have. But the point of the story is this. It's important to take note of the fact that Nigel Farrow, at the time of his interview, is referred to as Dr. Farrow. But that's not who he was when this story began. When their daughter was first diagnosed with cystic fibrosis, Nigel was a musician. But he felt compelled to do whatever he had to do in order to help his daughter. That's when he and his wife decided to do the most amazing thing. He says this, my instincts were telling me that, it's, that it was my role to fix this for Ella. So I did what I thought had to be done, and I became a scientist. That's right, a musician would become Dr. Farrow, a scientist and a researcher dedicating his life to finding a cure for cystic fibrosis. And so the question is, how far are you willing to go to put this in a lost and dying world? How far will you be willing to go to deliver what you have to a dying world that is literally at our doorstep? People are dying every day from a disease that has plagued our world and our earth for generation after generation. But see, you and I hold the key today to eternal life because we have been given the keys to the kingdom. We have a God that has stepped off of his throne and became sin so that you and I would not have to drink the bitter cup. So how how could I walk out of my door every day of my life knowing what I know and possessing what I possess and not take it to the furthest reaches of at least my own personal world? So like the parable of the talents, I can't afford to hide what I have in this earthen vessel and expect it to yield a return for God. The simple fact is, it won't. So I've got to take this and I've got to invest this and then I've got to let the Spirit of God bring the increase. Can we stand together? It's early. It's 11.58.
let's don't let these next few moments just be an ordinary altar call where we've listened to someone preach for 15 minutes. Maybe that only went seven. And we just turn around and walk out the door satisfied with who we are and where we are. Paul said, I'm content. He said, I'm content that whatever state I am, to be content. And so I want to be content on what God has given me. But I don't ever want to reach a point of contentment on what I have given back to Him. I don't ever want to get to a point in my life that I'm content on what I have done is enough. Because the fact of the matter is this, we're always called to a higher plane and a higher level. It's never going to be enough until He returns. And so let's this morning just take a few moments. You can make an altar where you stand, but these altars are open here. But we need to recommit ourselves to God in, in every way, in every facet of our lives, myself included. That we're not going to let this day go by. We're not going to let this week go by. We're not going to let another month go by that we don't go to someone and say, I have a better way for you. We're supposed to speak the truth and speak it in love. But that does not give us a right to hold it to ourselves and worry about what the outcome will be. God's already provided the outcome. He said, if you speak the word, if you preach the word, I'm going to work with you. And I'm going to confirm it with signs following. Come on, let's lift our hands this morning. Let's lift our voices to heaven and ask him to baptize us with a spirit of more, to give more, to be more. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.